Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you walk together with Him today. Now, have you had an experience like this? Uh, you respected a leader and then you became very uh, disappointed in the leader that you loved and respected. Uh, I had a friend who was my mentor and then he was very influential. Uh, in my college and then he was a good model and then he helped me to grow in my faith walk with the Lord and uh, he was in ministry he was a good pastor but then I heard about his moral failure and something happened and I couldn't believe no anybody but him and uh, how can that happen that's not possible and that was my reaction but then as I was listening and finding out more, I realized it just didn't happen overnight. And there are some things that were happening and small things and then not guarding his heart. And then that led to uh, his fall. You know, we are going to look at David's fall today. And let's go to the Word and think together what you and I can learn today. First Chronicles chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. So David said to Joab and the commanders of the troops, Go and count the Israelites from Beersheba to Dan, then report back to me so that I may know how many there are. But Joab replied, May the Lord multiply his troops a hundred times over. My Lord the King, are they not all my Lord's subjects? Why does my Lord want to do this? Why should he bring guilt on Israel? The king's word, however, overruled Joab. So Joab left and went throughout Israel and then came back to Jerusalem. Joab reported the number of the fighting men to David. In all Israel, there were 1,100,000 men who could handle a sword, including 470,000 in Judah. But Joab did not include Levi and Benjamin in the numbering because the king's command was repulsive to him. This command was also evil in the sight of God. So he punished Israel. Then David said to God, I have sinned greatly by doing this. Now I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. Today's passage is about a major mistake that David made. It's not uh, his mistake with Bathsheba, but with census that he took. Uh, what's wrong with taking census? Uh, there are many senses in the scripture, Old Testament, in Numbers. And it is not simply wrong to take senses, but what he did and how he approached it was not right. And God's people uh, took number uh, of people so that they will know how many people belong to God and how many people are, are people that are redeemed and then uh, are saved by God and people that belong to God. And there are many senses uh, that is uh, written 
in the Old Testament, especially Exodus 30. But, but here, uh, David tells uh, Joab to take census of uh, uh, people, uh, not just people that are in the army, the soldiers, but potential people. Um, people that could all come up and join and help him and to have a bigger army and so that he will have a better confidence and then better planning as to what he can do to continue to grow and become greater and bigger. You know, as we think about this, uh, there are a few things that really uh, grabs my attention from this passage. It starts out with very first word, Satan. You see, Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census, and that's what he says. Uh, there are only uh, two, three references to Satan directly. And then here, uh, it speaks about Satan coming to attack the leader, and that's what he is doing. Uh, very similar to how uh, Satan uh, came to God and asked permission to tempt uh, uh, Job in the book of Job. I think uh, uh, he went in Second uh, Samuel 24. We see that uh, he uh, went to the Lord and God allowed Satan to do uh, tempting. And that's what we see. You see, this Satan uh, was coming against uh, David. Uh, you and I need to be reminded there is Satan, enemy, that wants your demise and then wants to come against you at all costs. And then he is going to do whatever possible. But you know, the Satan works together with the world and the flesh. The world, he, David, was becoming and then he was a great king. But he wanted to be even greater king. He wanted to not only have a counter people, but potential people. And that could help him to do even greater things and greater accomplishment because he wanted to be known as that. But then, together with that, we see there was his flesh. And then flesh, the heart, and that was uh, caught with this uh, arrogance but the, together with arrogance, what we also see that he was not living an examined life. You see, in other Psalms, we know that David coming before God, uh, Lord, search my heart, is, see if there is any wicked way in me. But, but here, we see that even when Joab says, uh, King, I don't think that's what is right. Uh, referencing to what uh, Exodus speaks about, uh, how a census should be done. And then he overruled his ambition and his desire, overruled what Joab was saying, and he told them to do it anyway. And then when Joab began to go, and then taking number of all these people, it took 10 months. For 10 months, and it didn't occur to him, even when Joab was telling him, and then he was in excitement, and then he was thinking about how many people that he really does have that could help him. And then he had this hardened heart, and that's what we see. I don't know what happened, but toward the end of that 10-month survey, 
and then he came to his senses and then perhaps God convicted him and then he came to a place where he was able to repent. You know, uh, it's so easy. Uh, it could happen to anybody. To David it happened and to many leaders that I respected and then it could happen to you and me because the enemy is against us. The world and all those glamour, you know, lure us. And then unless we guard our heart, and unless we take time to be holy, unless we examine our hearts, and unless we come to the Word and let God's Word search us and examine us, unless we come to Him and say, God have mercy on me, a sinner, Unless you are with me, I cannot do it, not in my own strength. And God, even when I do good things and then things that I do to serve you, it's not because of me, it's because of God. Unless we have time to come near to God and live before God's presence, to be humble, we cannot fight against what the enemy does. Just like David learned and was convicted to repent and turn to God. I hope when God gives you grace that you will be able to turn to God and seek His grace. How is your time with the Lord? How well do you care for your soul and examine your heart? How often do you say, Lord, search my heart? I hope that you will set aside time to live before God and then let God's word search your heart, cleanse you and keep you humble before him so that even when he is using you to do great things, that he could continue to use you to do even greater things. Lord, we thank you for your word that reminds us. If it happened to David, we know that it could happen to us, but help us to stay near to the cross and then help us to continue to depend on your grace and mercy to live our lives for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.